Hello and welcome to On Mission, a podcast by the Catholic Apostolate Center. My name is Kate Fowler and I am joined by Father Frank Donio and Chris Pierno, and we will be discussing pop culture and Catholic expression. So when we think of pop culture, what what exactly are we talking about? I looked up the definition in the Dictionary of Sociology, and the, the basic definition is it's widely accessible and commonly shared aspects of our culture that are typically consumed by the masses. So think of books, movies, TV shows, all of these things that infuse our culture and kind of define it, especially in the Western world. So tonight we want to talk about How is Catholicism portrayed in popular culture? What is the role that Catholics play in engaging in pop culture? And what does that look like today? So Chris and and Father Frank, what's your experience of how the church is portrayed in popular culture? Do you have any favorite movies or music or just images that come to mind? I feel so much better that I don't need to be like hip and trendy because I'm not. And so that that's really helpful in, in, in this conversation, uh, that definition. So I really appreciate that definition. I, I mean, look, look at look at the whole thing. Whenever anybody wants to say, oh, Catholic, and we've talked about this before, I think, in the, in the podcast, is that sign of the cross, a rosary. Right. And then also, which really drives the the liturgy types crazy is when they, when they'll, they'll dress a priest for a mass and oh, they'll have, they'll have the whole thing wrong. And There's it's so like, many, like really, so like, why, examples. why, I mean, like, why? Yeah, everyone's wearing a pectoral cross. It's absurd. <laughs> it's absurd. Everyone's wearing pectoral crosses. Some of them are really small. Some of them are big. And then it's like, are we looking at a bishop? What color is this? I mean, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm, I'm by no means a liturgist, but it bothers me. I mean, you know, I'm just saying that's, that's not, that's not right. It's not right. No, no. And it's not that hard to find people who could tell you, especially right. if they're doing something serious. All right. Comedy is, is going to be such that it, it, it will, it may be downright sacrilegious at times in the way that they right. may portray something. However, I think sometimes we do get a little bit overly sensitive because there's there there are ways in which we can utilize the culture. I mean, we've done it for centuries. Whenever any new media comes out, the church has always been often in the forefront. Okay, right. movable type. We're going to you know start publishing stuff or radio or television or all of the different types of media that there are now. It's just amazing. So movies as well. Yeah, I, I think of, I mean, I, I, um, I, I think of older films, you know, like On the Waterfront and older television shows. I think there's a British television show out there that's all about a priest. And he may not be a Catholic priest, but I... I oh, is it the but, detective <laughs> Father Brown Father or something? Brown? Yeah, well, that's Chesterton. Yeah, the Father Brown mysteries. and Yeah. And then I think of more recent things like uh, Blue Bloods, where Blue Bloods, if you, I mean, if our listeners are familiar with this show, it's almost like it was written by a Catholic because 
the the whole family is there they're unabashedly catholic and there's always these scenes in churches and there's priests at the dinner table and you know they're talking about you know going to mass and it's just it's weaved throughout the show but of course you know you get you get a couple couple things wrong about what someone's wearing and whatnot but it is interesting i think there are ways you know for folks that are watching you know, perhaps that television show or other television shows in which Catholicism is portrayed in some way, someone who's watching it may not be familiar with Catholicism or maybe, you know, someone that has kind of fallen away and here's their first exposure to Catholicism in probably who knows how long. And I hope, you know, on my end, I hope that the expression is a positive one. I mean, there are plenty of negative or at least, you know, negative seeming portrayals of Catholicism in film and media. If we even remove the whole like docudrama stuff like spotlight and whatnot that talks about real events, but there is a lot of positive stuff out there that they can weave this Catholicism into media, consumable media that for me, I, I don't see a lot of that happening elsewhere. People just like have a, fascination with weaving it into storylines. Yeah, I think it's undeniable that there's a fascination with Catholicism within our culture. I you see it like you were saying Chris just popping up in shows and music and lyrics and documentaries and whatever it may be in art. And I don't know if that's because it's just such a historic and ancient institution that, you know, there's a certain mystery and intrigue around Catholicism. It's been so established, you know, for 2000 years that you almost can't overlook it from a secular perspective. And, you know, I think that we as Catholics have to engage in in popular culture because that is where the sheep are. And I love that Pope Francis and all of his, you know, his his predecessors, John Paul II, Benedict XVI, especially after the Second Vatican Council, they talked about this. They talked about how the church needs to dialogue with the world and to not be afraid to do that, to actually step out and to be on the fringes, to be where the people are and to engage and you know, he talks about Pope Francis talks about that in Evangelii Gaudium. You know, he says we must be bold enough to discover new signs and symbols, new flesh to embody and communicate the word and different forms of beauty, which are valued in different cultural settings. So, you know, as Catholics, we're not proposing a new gospel. We're just finding ways to speak that gospel in a way that people today can understand and be drawn to. So what are what do we think are some positive ways that Catholics can engage with popular culture? And we've talked about I know we've talked on other podcasts about social media, but you know, maybe that is a topic to bring up here. But you know, how how do we what do we think are positive ways that Catholics can engage with popular culture? Well, with popular culture, there is also the opportunity to apply media literacy and to see where there may be themes within and and rather than just simply being dismissive the daughters of saint paul have done a, a tremendous work in this in their, yes. their pauline media center and and they tr- and they try to teach children particularly you know middle schoolers and high schoolers and so forth like how to 
how to engage with media and not just simply be dismissive, but what are the messages that are being sent in popular media and in popular culture? And it's fascinating to listen to these sisters who, you know, they've seen all these movies and they've seen all these, you know, and, and you're just kind of blown away about how they are are taking all this in, but also recognizing where there are the, the themes that are universal themes as well, and maybe Catholic themes. So some, I think that that's one of the things that, that could be enhanced and, and people look into you know, how do I just simply reject popular culture? Do I go off and say, because that's not Catholicism to there, there needs to be an engagement with our culture. One of the difficulties I think sometimes is that people believe there, there's this bit of a trend of, well, we want to run away from the culture. The culture is evil and we want to and there was a, a strain in medieval uh, times where, where this was a, this kind of running away. But the, the monks didn't run away, for example. The monks, they retained culture. And then that culture came back into society, into, into general life. And I think that's the thing that sometimes if we're not aware enough, we just might want to just avoid everything. Whereas we can, we can enter into culture and not be co-opted by it if we know what we're entering into. It's easy to get co-opted by it. But I think if we enter in with a sense of literacy about what it is that we're experiencing, and also how do we bring faith into that and not just simply be kind of these strange, exotic Catholics, you know. There's a program right now, this the, the series that I, I haven't watched yet, and I, I, I'm not necessarily recommending it, but Mayor of Eastland, it's set in outside of Philadelphia. There's just all these different Catholic themes that are in it because these people are Catholic, whether they're practicing or not, that's not the point. The point that I'm making is that the, the Catholicism, there's also a cultural aspect to Catholicism. And I think that's where, where we can get in there when there is that Catholic culture and evangelize even more when that's present. What I like too is that when we talk about evangelizing the culture from a Catholic perspective, that doesn't necessarily mean either that all of our movies have to be about the church or the saints or these more overt Catholic themes. What I love about our faith is that we recognize truth, beauty, and goodness as reflections of God who is perfectly true, perfectly good, and perfectly beautiful. And so Catholicism has always looked at the world and looked for those glimmers of God in nature, in a good movie, in a beautiful painting. And so, you know, that we're not necessarily saying that every every painting has to be of a saint or of the church or the Blessed Mother, but that we recognize works that are truly human, that truly portray either human suffering or beauty or redemption. And, you know, that's not limited to these overt examples of Catholicism. And I love that the church doesn't restrict truth, beauty, and goodness and culture to specifically, quote unquote, churchy themes. I think it's interesting that you never really know when something in the culture will either take on a Catholic feel or just be obviously Catholic, not not kind of obfuscating it or at all, but just like all of a sudden some, you'll hear about 
oh, so-and-so celebrity is Catholic. And everyone goes, really? I didn't know that. I thought only weirdos were Catholic. So, you know, it's like, I think that it's interesting to when that comes out somehow and then people start going up to you as a catholic and they're like well you're catholic tell us about mark Wahlberg. what what is how does he work how does that all work how, i didn't know he was catholic how come you're not cool like him and it's like i mean uh, you know we all and that's so interesting too that like as catholics we know we we know about the saints we look to the saints as you know something that we should to people that we should strive to emulate but, if, you know, I, when you think of celebrities for the secular world, you know, celebrities are these people that, you know, people try to emulate. And, ah, but, aha, here are some celebrities that that may also be, you know, on the path of the rest of us. And the two do not have to be apart. And, you know, I like when there are you know, some folks out there that are of high profile that are, you know, practicing the faith in a way that is positive and true to what we believe to show that the two, you know, we do not have to be apart. If there are any celebrities out there who are listening to this podcast, show yourself if you are, you know, because we need you. And I think because where we get to, the people are so private about it mm-hmm. often, it just doesn't, doesn't come up. The other day I, I learned that, and maybe you, you all knew this, that James Earl Jones you know, voice of Darth Vader is Catholic and he convert, he was, he was in the Korean war. He's 90 now still alive and, and, you know, still has that amazing voice, but I'd love to know what the backstory of that is. It, it seems that when he was, you know, he, it was the Korean war and, you know, he became a Catholic. Right. And I, I think there's just something kind of amazing about that. And there are more stories out there like that, which is, again, is so interesting. And I probably you brought up an excellent point about a lot of Catholics somewhat, I would even put myself in that boat about keeping our faith close to the vest and you would never know. And I think that, you know, is not an uncommon thing out there. So you never really know who's uh, who's wearing a scapular out there. No. Yeah, Father, I liked what you said about as Catholics, we're not called to retreat from the world. I certainly think that there is this tension that a lot of Catholics feel of how much music from on the radio should I be listening to? What movies are going to actually build up my faith life as opposed to, you know, take away from it? And as a as a mom, I think about that a lot of what culture do I want to bring into my home and expose my family to? So I, I certainly think that many of us do live with that tension And we do not want to completely ignore it and just say all of it is bad. But we do want to be prudent and discerning with what we listen to, with what we watch, because that does form us as people. And we, as Catholics, as Christians, we are set apart. The Lord calls us to be salt and light. And that means that the world needs our seasoning. The world needs our brightness and the luminosity that we reflect from God himself. So we are called to engage and we, it's okay to look a little bit different. That means we are doing something right. And Catholics have been looking a little different and acting a little different from the beginning. So it's, this is just a, a wonderful topic to think and pray about, bring to your communities, to your homes, to your neighborhoods, and just 
think about how we can infuse pop culture with our own witness. The church used to really, in the past decade, talk about the new evangelization and how, as people of faith, we could engage the modern world in a way that is exciting and refreshing but still true to the gospel. And so we're called to do that today. And the Catholic Apostolate Center has a number of incredible resources on what it means to be evangelists today. We like to use the term missionary disciples, disciples on mission, and we are all called to that. So we invite you to check out our resources on evangelization, on missionary discipleship. And we have a lot of blogs about these topics as well. This wraps up another episode of On Mission by the Catholic Apostolate Center. Be sure to like, review, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Find us and other Center podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, or the thecatholicapostolatecenter.org. Thank you so much for joining us, and if this podcast blessed you, we invite you to share it with a family member or friend. Thank you. Thank you.